On this episode of Ed Scoop's Cutting Edge Podcast from Scoop News Group, data's role in student well-being. This is Ed Scoop's Cutting Edge Podcast. Every other Tuesday, we dive deep with decision makers on what's next in higher education IT and online learning. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Butler University is continuing to develop a national assessment that allows colleges and universities to capture student perceptions of how well their well-being is being supported by institutions. The survey, called the Student Well-Being and Institutional Support Survey, has been administered at 20 institutions across the country since 2020. The assessment gives university leaders actionable data on how to support their students' financial, physical, and mental health. Bridget Uhas is the co-executive director of the Institute for Wellbeing at Butler University. She created and is administering the survey. She tells me about how data informs her work, even though she's not necessarily a tech leader. I think that what is unique about my role is that I can leverage technology, but I am not, I wouldn't consider myself to be in the tech space day to day, not by any means. And um I've had the opportunity though to um, learn how to use some tools, some tech tools to really, at the end of the day, democratize some data and make sure that it's easy for folks to understand, um, pretty intuitive and useful. (laughs) Um, Because data, data is great, like it's awesome, but it doesn't do anybody any good if it's just sitting on a shelf somewhere. So being able to Um, help folks implement data and take um, data-informed action in their day-to-day work is something that um, I'm really jazzed about and something that I can use technology to really help me with. Um, There is a lot of heavy lifting on making data like really accessible and interesting and meaningful (laughs) to people. and being able to use some tech tools to make it look good, make it understandable, um, and make folks who are not data geeks jazzed about it is um, really a wonderful thing that I feel like I've I've honestly really come into in just the past couple of years in my career. Yeah, so let's dive into that just a little bit more because you know I, I think that again being that sort of non-tech non-data person yeah. initially and then sort of becoming that person uh how, how do you, how did you make that journey how did you really get your hands dirty with data, <laughs> data analysis and and how would if, if someone wanted to say like i want to be the next bridget like how do you how do you do that how, how, how what's that path first of all rethink your career path no i'm just kidding um so i um I used to work at the National Survey for Student Engagement, which is a nationwide um, survey. About 600 to 800 colleges and universities participated in it every year. And so the amount of data that we had to work with was just enormous, um, which is a good thing. And it's also intimidating. And so while I was there, um, I was really learning how to work with data um, myself and trying to help um, other institutions learn how to work with their data as well. So um, it was a huge learning curve and a really good one. Um, Through that, I learned what do, like what practitioners need out there in the world? Like um, what data is gonna help them to guide their budgeting, their time management, their staffing, um, all of those resource things in order to and this is the bottom line for all of us, like make the student experience better, help engage students more, support them more. So um, trying to figure out how to make such intimidating data um, 
engaging for folks who don't have time to like learn about data um, was one of the great things that I learned at Nessie. And then here um, I started my own survey, which was um, a whole other uphill <laughs> learning curve in a good one. Um, but part of the biggest push behind the survey that I started was to um, make sure that data isn't gonna be a stumbling block for anyone who wants to use my survey um, and make sure that anyone across the university can look at the findings and quickly see trends, quickly see areas where we're doing well and areas where we might want to have some more conversations on campus. So that's just been really important to me to make sure that data isn't a scary stumbling block. Uh, so let's talk about your your survey. The, the I believe you're talking about the student well being uh, institutional support survey, according to my yes. notes. Uh, <laughs> the better better name is Swiss. Uh, easier yes. to say for sure. Um, uh, what how, how did this come to be? How did how did you come to create it? And and you know not to not to spoil the the surprise, but in, in being used at twenty universities across the country. Um, yeah. How do you get from creating this thing and to to now it being in use at, at twenty other institutions? Yeah, um, it it took off <laughs> in a way that I wasn't um, expecting and was really pleasantly surprised about. So um, like world domination was never the <laughs> initial um, plan. Um, so we have at Butler University, we have a model for student well-being, um, a framework that helps us guide all of our work and programming so that everyone's kind of on the same page as to um, what the purpose is for um, our work and um, how it's all organized so that we don't step on each other's toes. So um, my role is new at Butler. I'm the first one to have had it, um, even though I've been here four years, I still think it's kind of new. So um, our vice president asked me, how are we gonna assess this well-being framework? Um, and so that's where the idea for Swiss came about was um, I started really thinking about what students bring with them when they come to campus and how it's going to be really hard for institutions to ever control for all of those things. And we probably shouldn't. So um, what we can control for, though, is what we provide to students once they're here. Um, we also can't control whether or not they're going to be interested in it or take advantage of it, um, but we can make sure they know about it and um, feel that our supports and our services are here for them. So in order to measure that, I kind of zoomed up to the institution level. So I'm not asking students like, how are you doing? How would you rate your well-being? I'm asking them how they would rate us on how well we're supporting them. And that gives us directly actionable information. Um, whereas, you know, if a student is saying at the time that they're taking a survey, well, uh, you know, my social well-being isn't doing so well right now that doesn't necessarily point to something directly that the university needs to do. Um, but to hear from a student, you know what, I don't think you're providing enough um, opportunities for me to get engaged on campus. I don't feel like I have social opportunities on this campus. Like, oh, well, now I know what to do. I understand that um, I need to change my programming a little bit or do some different outreach or something like that. So um, word got out about <laughs> this survey. It was really intended only to be um, used at Butler in, in the beginning. And then um, it's just expanded, which is a wonderful thing because um, we know from other research that as student well-being increases, other really good outcomes for students and institutions increase. Like 
um, GPAs and retention and engagement and belonging and all those things that we're all working for. So um, just trying to give folks a way to measure how they're doing on supporting all those dimensions of well-being. That was the goal of the survey. Tell me a little bit about where we're going, right? So, so the survey is in use of twenty institutions. Uh, it most probably most importantly for your role, it's it's a, in use at Butler. Um, yeah. You know what's what's coming next? What's in the future for you? What are you thinking about uh, as you as you look forward? Um, I would love to expand the work that we're doing. Um, we feel like we've got a pretty good way to help institutions help their students here, um, as we know mental health needs are on the rise um, with our students and, you know, nationally with all of us. At campuses, there's no way that we're going to be able to hire enough counselors to ever meet all for students. But what we can do is work to support them in these other areas of their well-being to try to lower their anxiety, um, make sure they feel supported, make sure they feel connected. And so that takes some of the pressure off some of those mental health concerns and needs. Um, and so we're trying to really support them holistically and not just say, oh, well-being happens in the health center. It happens in the counseling center. And they're, you know, it's their problem. No one else needs to be involved. Well, actually, all of us can be involved. And that's really cool because we all can have a shared sense of purpose then and really influence um, our student experience in positive ways. So I would love to... Um, help more campuses think about intervening in student experience via well-being, um, because I really think it's going to be something that both students and campuses see a win-win for when we devote some more resources and attention. If you had one message to, um, whether it be other higher ed tech leaders or other higher ed non-tech leaders, uh, if you had one message about the work that you're doing, what's the what's the main thing you want them to know and uh, what's maybe a takeaway for them? Um, that is a great question. I think um, one thing to know is that we already know that investing in student well-being is really at the center of student and institutional success. Um, students who don't have to worry about meeting their basic needs are able to concentrate more in class, are able to feel more engaged with um, the campus. Um, similarly with developing their own sense of meaning and purpose, interacting across difference and feeling comfortable understanding themselves and how they influence the world around them. Um, these are things that make for stronger student experiences, more engaged campuses, and just more robust and sustainable institutions. So I would say really considering investing in that um, meeting of institutional and student success via well-being is, is a really important thing for all campuses. Bridget Uhas, co-executive director of the Institute for Wellbeing at Butler University. Uhas is one of the winners of the 2022 EdScoop 50 Awards. You can read more about her and her work at Butler, as well as all of the winners of the EdScoop 50 Awards at edscoop.com and in links in today's show notes. The Cutting Edge Podcast is available at cuttingedgepodcast.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. Next time on the show, Harry Ortiz from Stevens Institute of Technology joins me to talk about how interactive displays are changing the game for hybrid learning. This show is a product of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. James Mahoney and Carlin Fisher help make it happen, and the entire team contributes. Until next time, I'm Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.